Welcome to the Health and Biz Bites podcast. I'm your host, Mike Beverly. Thanks for tuning in today. This podcast is dedicated to individuals and professionals who desire to learn more about the subject and business aspects of non-traditional technologies and approaches to better health and vitality. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and today I am thrilled to introduce our audience to Jolie Roy. Jolie has been a Reiki practitioner since 2000, working in person and virtually with clients. She has helped dozens of people become more balanced, unburden themselves of unwanted negative energy, relieve painful areas within their body, and create emotional well-being using this sacred healing practice. After working in the corporate world, coaching software teams and leadership to be more productive and live more balanced lives, Jolie opened her own coaching business. She specializes in working with people who have gone through challenging life events that have left them feeling stuck and unable to experience joy in their lives. By combining coaching strategies with energy healing techniques, she helps her clients create a more fulfilling and joyful life. Welcome to Health and Biz Bites, Jolie. Thank you, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's our pleasure to have you. And it's interesting that you transitioned from working in the corporate world to opening your own coaching business. Uh, could you elaborate on your coaching specialization and how you support individuals who have faced these challenging life events? Well, um, being in the corporate world was something that I had to do to, you know, cause I was a single mom for a while and way to put food on the table. But later in my career, I was let go from five different jobs. Once I got fired, <laughs> which wasn't pretty. Um, and after that I was laid off and it was through no fault of my own. And I kept getting laid off from jobs that I really liked doing. So the last time that happened, and this was all within a 10 year period, I would go to a job and I would love it and then get laid off and then go to a job, love it, get laid off. Um, the last time I was laid off was right before COVID. And I was at a point where I was just getting frustrated with being laid off. And at the age that I was, I felt I didn't know how to start over. And I was letting this thing kind of get at me. And then I then I realized that I had more to give and I wanted to keep going with my life. I wanted to be of service to people because I was a coach in the, in the corporate world. So I was a servant leader to help people do more with their own lives and realize that I am my own client. I let this thing get to me. I was not happy. And when I found coaching, I realized that this was something that I could actually do in the in outside of the corporate world. So, you know, getting, getting the funds together, going through the training, I realized that this was actually something that I could do very well 
and I added Reiki, my Reiki practice to it to help people who I was using, you know, my clients get over that hump of that stark reality that they were facing. That was a, cha- a life-changing event. So life-changing events cannot, cannot only be job losses. They could be divorce. They could be, you know, a move to somewhere where somebody feels very lonely. Anything that stops them from having joy in their life. That's interesting. And for for some of our listeners who might not be familiar with Reiki, could you just give them a basic and uh, explanation and basic, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, basic explanation of what it is and, and what you do. Right. So Reiki is energy healing. Um, Some people think it's woo-woo, but it's really not. It's actually, you know, our bodies are made up of energy. And Reiki was discovered about 150 years ago by Dr. Usui in Japan. And he received sacred symbols when he went and meditated for a very long time. He passed those symbols down. And depending on the level of Reiki practitioner you are, there are three different levels. Um, You can just do it in person by laying hands on people and just receiving the energy from the universe and and passing that to a person. And that energy, people can actually feel, they can actually feel it enter their body. Um, And they might feel warmth or a twinge or something. And I also feel things when I help people. And another level of Reiki is I could do it by distance. So Mike, if you and I were doing it on video, I could actually help you um, at a distance and you would receive this Reiki, this energy from the universe um, um, when your body needed it. Um, It also balances people out. So we we have seven chakras and I use Reiki, the energy healing to balance the chakras because sometimes when they're out of line, people are out of sorts. So we want to make them balanced and to accept the healing that we're sending them. I hope that helps. (laughs) I hope that helps with an explanation. That gives a a basic understanding. Uh, uh, I had not not heard of Reiki until I became a student of all types of healing and uh, alternate modalities of overall health. And I started educating myself. So I had a basic understanding, but that, that even enlightened me. So I appreciate that. So what, uh, what, what unique insights and perspectives do you bring to your, your coaching clients? Well, I am a life coach. There are different kinds of coaches. I do life coaching, which means that I look at all aspects of somebody's life. The first thing I ask them is what is your greatest desire? And a lot of times they don't even know. So I work with them. (laughs) Yeah, I work with them to find out what it is they really want in their lives. You know, some people can say, I want money, but I don't, you know, I don't give them money. We actually work to find out what it is they want. Why do they want money? So it could be something like, I want an education. I want to be able to to learn such and such. So we work on that to find the best way for them to get it in a natural way, not as a, um, how do I say? So we, we work on them to change how they think in order to get what they want. 
So sometimes it's a habit change. Sometimes it's getting rid of toxic people in their lives so that they can have more freedom emotionally. Cause a lot of times we become codependent on people who demand more of us emotionally. And sometimes breaking that tie help us be free to get what we want. So it just depends on what they want. And, and we dive pretty deep into that. And that's so valuable because in my um, mentoring and coaching that I do with the uh, my business associates, I ask a multitude of questions to try to dive deep into what their what they really want and what their desires are. And I have to admit, for me personally, that was a hard thing because we can all say, yeah, I want the fancy new home. I want the fancy new car. I want this. I want to travel, whatever. But until you get to the inner emotional reason it's you're I, I, i'm not sure if you can really get to the real bottom line would, would you agree or disagree with that i think you can and the way we do that is to keep asking why so when somebody comes to me and they say they want something i ask them why do you want that and they'll, and we may have to go five levels deep into that to get to the real reason. It's usually about five levels of why, you know, why do you want this? And they'll say, well, because I want to um, be an entrepreneur. Why do you want to be an entrepreneur? And then you get to that point where they finally expose what it is they really want. It's not to be an entrepreneur. It might be something totally different, but it gets them to that point of being an entrepreneur. That's interesting. That's interesting. So, uh, well, can, can you share a specific success story or transformative experience from your coaching practice that our listeners would be uh, intrigued with? Yeah. Um, I always look for, I always look at one of my early clients, his name was Andy. And Andy came to me and he said, I want to lose weight because I'm disgusting. He actually used those words. I'm disgusting. And so I had known Andy 20 years ago, I used to work with him and he, I, he just kind of popped up out of LinkedIn. So we started out to find out what it is he really wanted. And he kept saying, I want to lose weight. I want to, okay, fine. We'll start with your health. So we started with his health. We got him eating more natural products, uh, more organic. He, he was probably about 40 pounds overweight and about halfway through Andy decided or had found out that he was going to be let go from his job. His family was up here in Chicago and he was down in Houston and his family was supposed to move down with him. So about halfway through, he said, I, I think I'm losing my job and I don't know what to do. So it really ended up us working with him from health to career. And out of that whole career thing, because he was in Houston and separated from his family for the, for the time um, that he was down there. It's also, we ended up talking, we ended up working on his relationship with his family, his wife and his kids. And we ended up getting rid of a toxic person in his life that was holding him back. And at the end, when I finished up with him, he was on a three month program. He had lost 13 pounds, his relationship with his wife. He had to move back to Chicago and he started working on things with his family that we were, we were going through with him, exercises and activities. And his relationship with his wife changed. 
his relationship with his children changed and he had to make a decision where he wanted to go to another company or start, you know, work with a business of his own. And that's where we kind of ended it. And about a month ago, I ran across something in my home that he had brought me back from Australia when I was working, when I worked with him so many years ago and I contacted him and he told me, he says, I'm on a better career path because of what you and I did. He said, I am actually working with the company that has started up when I was thinking about going with them, but I decided not to. However, I ended up with them. My kids are getting older. We have a great relationship. I'm happy in my marriage and thank you so much. So that was to me a great success story because we started out with one thing and ended up with something else. Wow, that that had to make you feel amazing. Yeah, yeah, it did. It, it made me feel like I I was not the one who did all the work. He did all the work, but I was the one he trusted to work with him on this. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, every good coach that I've ever worked with personally <clears throat> start out initially sometime in the first few sessions saying, you know, Mike, you're going to have to do the work. I'm here to guide you and to give you suggestions and, you know, and help you along the way from my experiences. But ultimately, you're going to have to do the work. So it sounds like Andy did the work. Andy did do the work. That's wonderful. And he, and he did say he's still eating healthy. So that's good. <laughs> that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that I've experienced, because I have been a person up until three years ago, as you and I discussed when we first met about my health challenge where I near almost died, my whole perspective of everything, you know, eating, health, spirituality, everything has changed. And prior to that, I would have to say that I was a little bit close-minded and negative about Reiki, uh, meditation, visualization, all those things. I was, I just, I, like you described it earlier, I believe, woo woo, or, you know, because a lot of people think so. Um, and I, I have friends still that, you know, when I ask them about even going to like an integrative medicine specialist, say they're just quacks or, you know, you know, they're, they're trying to cut doctors down or whatever. They're, they're not even open to explore the possibilities or even researching about what it's all about. So, so how, how do you approach working with clients who may initially be skeptical or unfamiliar with energy healing processes like Reiki? Well, that's a very interesting question because you've got, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So you can talk about it till you turn blue in the face. However, for them to experience it, you have to be able to let them know that, hey, it's okay. Um, and to give you an example, when I was uh, last summer, I was doing a wellness fair and I was asked to, um, to work with the SWAT team here in Chicago. It was a wellness fair for police officers and it was for the specific SWAT team. And the gentleman who coordinated this whole thing, he was a sergeant over a bunch of uh, policemen, police officers. And I asked him, I said, do you want to experience a Reiki session? And this was just a 20 minute session sitting on a chair and I would um, do hands-on for him. 
And he was like, no, no, I don't want to do that. I said, why not? You're the one who put it together. And he goes, well, I don't really believe in it. I said, but you asked me to come as an energy healer along a friend of mine who is a chiropractor. She and I worked together on this. And I said, if you sit in the chair and just let me work with you, then other people will come and sit in the chair because if they don't see you doing it, they're not going to do it. So we sat down and I did a session with him and um, he experienced something that he never thought he would was me telling him that he had something going on in his right arm. And I didn't know what it was. All I knew was I was feeling something in his right arm. And he told me that that's his, the arm that he uses to hold his gun against his shoulder. And with years of doing that, it made his arm sore a lot of times. So I worked with him and we relieved the soreness and he had never experienced anything like that in his life. And he said, I felt this really warm feeling in my arm. And then it just kind of felt like it loosened up and it felt better. So in, you can't make somebody believe that it's going to work. They have to experience it. And I, I don't know how to tell somebody. I just say, if you don't want to, that's fine. But if you, if you don't understand it, if you don't experience it, you'll never understand what we're talking about. So um, I just let people make up their own minds about it. My husband, you know, every once in a while, he asks me for Reiki, but he doesn't really, he sort of believes in it, doesn't really believe in it, but he knows it works. <laughs> so it's kind of a conundrum that he's under. <laughs> that, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, well, that, that, that's an amazing story. And I, I'm sure after he, like you said, sat in the chair, there were multiple other uh, people that wanted to try. Was that your experience that day? Well, what was interesting, it was mostly women. It was not the men, it was the women. And I think the energy at the wellness fair was kind of interesting because right behind the booth that I was in, the SWAT truck was there with a bunch of SWAT members who were carrying their weapons. So I think the energy was a little bit off, but the women who came were women who worked with the police officers, like the receptionists and the desk, the desk people. And I found that a lot of these women that I worked with um, had very caring hearts, but they had a lot of fear too, because, you know, SWAT team members, anything could happen to them when they go out on a call any police officer, but, um, but it was mostly women that came and sat in the chair. Mostly men went to the chiropractor <laughs> and when the women came to the energy healer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's really interesting. So now, um, you say Reiki has been around 150 years Is that 100? or more. Yeah. Or more. Mm -hmm. I could get my book out and get the year, but yeah, it's been around for quite a long time. Yeah. I know I did uh, some research on, Ayurveda recently mm -hmm. found out that's a centuries old practice mm -hmm. from India. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it, I just, I, I have be, become so hungry for knowledge, you know, and healing and all of that. And it's, mm -hmm. it's just fascinating to learn all these different aspects of it. But um, do you, do you feel like there are advancements in Reiki that, or new techniques you learn, or is it uh, pretty much established practices. Well, it's interesting because Reiki is Reiki. Energy healers are energy healers, no matter what modality they choose to do, to use. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I was talking to somebody who was talking about Karuna Reiki. I'm like, well, I, I don't really expand my knowledge about Reiki because once you're a Reiki practitioner, you'll always be a Reiki practitioner. There's nothing that could take that away from you. Because I actually put it away for a while, for a few years. I wasn't using it. I wasn't um, doing any kind of Reiki practice. And then when I started doing it again, I could feel that energy just flowing through me again because of the way I was attuned to it. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, I just look at Reiki as Reiki. I mean, there are practitioners out there that'll say, you know, I'm a Reiki practitioner for animals. Well, you're a Reiki practitioner. You just happen to work with animals. That's basically what it is because Reiki is Reiki no matter what. Right, right. Well, that's, uh, that's pretty, be solid and uh it's 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 almost like uh when i was teaching music um people would say what 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 are some of the new advances in music i said well there there's new technologies and things of that nature but music is music you learn the you learn how to play scales whether it's on piano or on your musical instrument you learn how to do various rhythms and exercises that way and it's it's basically been around, you know, forever. You know, right. I mean, you know, right. Mozart and Beethoven uh, did all that. I remember there was a speaker that used to go around and talking about the miracle compositions that uh, Beethoven did with the uh, twelve notes and the you know the pentatonic scale and uh, and. Uh, you know, and then he was joking. He said, "Look what Elvis did with three notes." Yeah, yeah. Look at <laughs> the Beatles did with four. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you're right. It's 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 interesting. So where where do you see yourself going at this at this stage in your life, and uh, uh, you know, with with the Reiki practice, especially, and 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 I assume combined with your coaching. Yeah. So I want to expand my business. Um, I am, you know, I, I, when you tell somebody you're a life coach, they don't know what that means. So you basically say, I work with people who like, you know, you introduced me, people who have had life-changing events, stop them from having a joyful life. Um, it's hard when somebody doesn't understand what you do, and then you throw energy healing into the mix. So you have to be pretty clear on what it is that you're able to help people with. So in five years, um, I just like to do what I'm doing now. I'm at an age where I can do what I want. I can, I, I don't have to work if I don't want to, but helping people is something that I've always loved to do. And I also had several people tell me that I should be a healer. And one of them was a Reiki master. Reiki masters are the ones who attune you. And I met him years ago when I was studying Tai Chi. And that's where I first learned about energy and how our bodies carry it and how we can heal ourselves. And yes, modern medicine is great because technologies are great for a lot of things that happen with people. But I think that when our energy is balanced and when we have a good work-life balance, that also helps in healing. So I'm not... I would never say, don't go to a regular doctor. I would say augment it with natural healing elements like Reiki and, um, and coaching helps too. Coaching can help in many, many ways. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think probably the theme of our discussion here between the two of us today is open-mindedness. Oh, yeah. 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 You have to have an open mind. And if you're, if your mind is closed, you know, and I, I'm a lifelong learner. So I don't, I learn about so many things and I've always taught myself, you know, taught myself to do research when I look into things. And um, I have learned so many different modalities of healing as far as what they can do for people. Um, I would also like to expand my, my healing to do maybe sound therapy because I've, I've experienced sound therapy and it's an amazing feeling when music or sound like singing bowls. I don't know if you've ever been through a sound therapy session, but the vibrations of music and sound can change the vibrations in your body. And it's an amazing feeling. Mm -hmm. No, it's it definitely, it definitely can. And, uh, you know, being, being a, not only a music teacher, but professional musician for mm -hmm. a while in my life, it, I, I would agree. I would agree. And it's, uh, it's just, it's interesting. And then one of the most interesting experiences I had when I was doing some recording, uh, I was part of a professional group that did some recording back in the early 80s. And to be in a sound booth where you can hear everything and, and, and it was so quiet and so eerie in there, I could hear my heartbeat, you know, I mean, it was just, it was uncanny, but so you're so right, but everything is energy, you know, as you and I discussed one of some of my work is in cellular technology and, uh, you know, the energy transfer in the cells, uh, you know, in the, in the way it cascades from one cell to another to help uh, people deal with stress and and maintain their wellness. It's, it's all energy. It's all mm -hmm. energy, you know, and, yeah. and one of the uh, one of the amazing uh, discoveries in in the world was vitamin C mm -hmm. and 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 how that was such a phenomenal energy transfer for a plethora of positive health benefits. Yeah. Yeah. No one no one knew until this brilliant man discovered it and brought it to the forefront. But okay. even still, Jolie, mm -hmm. people, people when that first became a prominent and was proven method for natural healing, people avoided it like the plague. It was, yeah. and it took almost 25 years for it to become mainstream. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting how, um, and I was thinking about this as you were talking earlier, modern medicine did not just come about being the being the be all and end all to help people because way back in the day women healers were leading the pack with you know herbs and and things like that and midwifery and then men started and I don't want to get into the whole patriarchal society thing but men decided that that wasn't good enough so that they were the ones who took over modern medicine and I don't know if you, you know, I, and this is something that um, being a woman and knowing that, you know, women are more empathetic. I don't know what, what it is. Women seem to be more empathetic towards people who are ill and they're not as 
likely to go to a regular physician if they know there's something that can help them that's more natural. Um, and that's some of the women that I have known. Uh, I don't say that about all women, but um, they're more likely to try natural things before going to um, regular doctors and, and learn and getting into the technology of medicine. Yeah, it's it's a whole, um, I, I have studied a little bit, not a whole lot because I, mm -hmm. the part of it about that transition from where everything was done naturally, you know, you mm -hmm. never, you never did any kind of chemical or pharmaceutical, anything. Right. And then it was, it was some men that were in some power positions of politics and, and all of that, that started promoting a big pharma and it became, uh, you know, pretty much a predominant force in society, not just in the U S but the world. So yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. But I, I have to agree. Uh, my wife is incredible with the way that she can sense she, she, she can tell, and, you know, she, she might be um, an energy healer, not know it, but uh, mm -hmm. she can sense when I'm off. Mm -hmm. She literally can sense, she goes, you know, you, you know, you're, you're, you're really not with it today. Or she has a, she has a much kinder way of getting the <laughs> message across to me about, you know, you're, you're not in sync a little bit, you yeah. know, so, so yeah. but I have to agree. I think women are very intuitive that way. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. we're we're glad we have you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're glad. You, we... you also don't always listen to us either. <laughs> well, that's that's you know I I've tried to to blame that on the gene, but my wife is not no. wanting it. She's no. not. <laughs> so so uh, so Jolie, as we wrap up the episode here today, what. Uh, what takeaways or uh, advice would you give our listeners? Oh, I would say that if you are feeling that you need help, reach out for it. Find somebody to help. Um, it could be a healer. It could be a coach. It could be anybody. Um, mental health is a big thing. Physical health is a bit health this day is a big thing. In fact, May, we're getting to the end of Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. And, you know, don't be afraid to reach out, you know, talk to a friend or reach out to somebody who might know somebody who can help you. Um, and finding out what it is that you really need is important because a lot of people put their lives on hold for other people and other things, and it doesn't give them the freedom to enjoy themselves. So that's, all I'd say is, yeah, reach out. That's wonderful advice. And thank you for reminding us that this is Mental Health Month. I did... Uh, First week of May, I did a a post about uh, mental health and how mm -hmm. the stigma sometimes that goes along with that is yeah. kind of, sometimes can be more of a problem than the illness itself. So, right. uh, so I, I really appreciate you reminding us of this being Mental Health Month. But uh, uh, Jolie, if if someone wanted to reach out to you to try a Reiki session virtually or even in person. Mm -hmm. Um, how would they get in contact with you? They can go to my website at jolieroycoaching.com and you can book a free 30-minute consultation or you could just book a Reiki session. And also I've got discovery calls, um, giving out free discovery calls for the first 25 people that book with me. So that is either one of the three. 
Well, wonderful. And we'll um, we'll have that in the show notes as well, everyone, for you to reference and be able to uh, reach out to Jolie. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to schedule a Reiki session with her. And uh, awesome. I uh, look forward to that. But if you'd like to get in touch with me to learn more about uh, my mission and my passion to inform and educate people about alternative methods and modalities of healing, you can go to uh, www.mikebeverly.life. That's M-I-K-E-B-E-V-E-R-L-Y.life. And while there, read a blog or two. We've got some really interesting blogs. The latest one is about hydration and the importance of that and how you can do it the wrong way and you can do it the right way. So that's our latest blog. And then while you're there, you can hit the podcast tab at the top and listen to uh, Jolie's episode and many others that are there. And uh, we'll look forward to having you back for another episode of Health and Biz Bites. In the meantime, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. Hey, everyone, and thank you so much again for checking out today's episode. And if you're listening through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you happen to be listening, please subscribe. Leave a five-star rating and review if you choose to do so. And I'm grateful for you and that you're spending this time with me. Have a wonderful rest of your day.